Good Friday evening. Is everybody staying dry here in the tri-state area? Boy, I hope so. I moved into the kitchen tonight because it's out here in East Brainerd land. It is yucky. Is that a, is that a good enough word to describe yucky? Welcome to the Friday night edition of Jump Into the Fire Red Zone. Ron Hall here tonight. We took last night off out of respect. For the birthday of Ridgeland football coach Kip Klein. No, not really. We just felt like taking the night off. You know, got to make you want us to come back and talk some more. So you tell Kip, I did not go on the air last night because it was his birthday. Plus, it was Ridgeland's graduation. So I figured I'd take the night off. Tonight is LFO's graduation. Congratulations to all of those kids. And best of luck in your future endeavors as you're told when you either quit or you're fired from a job. Uh, I've only been fired once. Hey, Alan, what's up there in the land of Cleveland? Um, about 30 minutes ago, Tennessee governor, Bill Lee, finally signed executive order number 55. Now, Tennessee can play high school football. If he had not signed that order, they weren't going to play, but he signed it late this afternoon. And so high school football is on in Tennessee. Start regular time, I think it's August 21st, his first games. And it keeps watching. Ridgeland posted on Twitter today the schedule. So I am assuming that now on September 4th, it will be East Ridge hosting Ridgeland. That's what they're posting. So... I just decided to retire at the wrong time because that would, that would have been a tough one for me. That would have been a tough one because I hold both Kip and Tim James at East Ridge in high, high, high regard. And that would have been a tough one for me. So Joe McCreary, who will be the new PA announcer for East Ridge. Good luck, Joe. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, brother, but, um, it's on, it's on. And it begs the question. Okay. The SEC is not going to start until I think it's what September 26th. I don't have my calendar in front of me, but what does the SEC know? that nobody else knows, but we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Folks, if you listen to Nougat Radio, okay, so you're not going to be playing East Ridge then because Ridgeland Video posted a copy of the schedule and it said September 4th. So, um, 
Nougat Radio 92.7, and I love them in the mornings. It's the home of Jeff Styles, Russell Stroud, the news director, Jason Kirk, Jen Lambert, a voice that, and I'll leave it at that, and El Jefe himself, Jeff Styles. Now, the station is partially owned by the guy who's on the air from one to three, David Tulis. And you got to understand, you got to listen to his show to understand. He has some really whacked out theories that Governor Lee, Governor Kemp, they are all going against biblical principles, which he holds to be the law. Now, the way I was raised, the only thing from the Old Testament that applies is the Ten Commandments. Because much like, well, I was raised that the New Testament is the law. And I couldn't help but during Bill Clinton's problems with Monica, and it was before he was ever caught, Jimmy Swaggart gave a sermon and basically said, folks, what do you want us to do? Go back to Mosaic Law? Because the punishment for adultery was death. Okay, that's how he operates. So, he went to the courthouse today. And if you go to Nuger Radio's Facebook page, you'll find the video. He was going to the courthouse to cover some obscure hearing. And he was denied admittance to the Hamilton County Courthouse because he refused to wear a mask. It is hilarious. And they told him, they finally convinced him to leave. And they told him if he ever, they trespassed him. He can never go back to the Hamilton County Courthouse. Or he'll be charged with trespassing. They were going to arrest him. He said, you have no right to arrest me because you do not have a warrant issued for my arrest. Well, why don't you try that, folks, when you go downtown and you have too damn much to drink and you're walking the streets of Chattanooga, let's say you're going from the riverfront to your car in a Republic parking lot, let's just see if they can get a warrant for your arrest for drunk in public. No, they can arrest your ass right on the spot. So if you want some good comedy tonight, when we're finished here, because I got something I want to urge you to watch at 9 o'clock if you have showtime. But go watch it. It is hilarious. He is supposedly... The smartest guy with a bow tie. I don't wear bow ties. 
and I'm one of the newfangled folks. I used to love to wear a tie, nice, heavily starched dress shirt with a nice, good Windsor knot tie. Yes, I can tie my own ties, tie. Line from Caddyshack. And I just never would wear a bow tie. No, I'd never wear a bow tie. No, 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 no. I mean, even if I'm wearing a tuxedo, and when I have to wear a tuxedo, and that's rare, it's just basically a plain black suit with a nice starched white shirt and black necktie. That's it. None of this crap like I went to prom in 1975. A Carolina blue tuxedo with all the ruffles and all that stuff looked like the Seinfeld pirate shirt. No, I didn't go to prom while I was in high school. I was too busy ingesting chemicals. But I still passed. Made who's who among American high school students. Big freaking whoop, right? Okay, but go watch it. It is hilarious. And the guy is on the same tirade every day about how the governors are wrong. They can't do this. They can't do that. The police have no jurisdiction, whatever. And it's all biblically based. So go watch it. Even listen to him. But I encourage you to listen to Jeff Styles every morning from 7 to 10 on Nuga Radio 92.7. And you will enjoy it because it's the Jeff Styles of old that you listened to for 20 years over at GOW. He will still have head explosions. But it's still Jeff. Uh, some news that just came over the wires. Warner Brothers, who distributes Ellen DeGeneres' television show, is now in asking her to go away because there have been rampant accusations regarding a very toxic work environment that she claims no knowledge of. And my Twitter buddy, Brad Garrett, from Everybody Loves Raymond, tweeted out, basically, the fish stinks from the head down. She had to know just how bad the culture was. Racism, sexual harassment, everything apparently going on. But it's an accusation. But Warner Brothers, who distributes her, talk show is encouraging her to step aside. I don't think I have ever sat down and watched a full episode. <coughs> Excuse me. I am old school when it comes to my talk shows. Phil Donahue. That was the last. I mean, what useful purpose does Kelly Clarkson serve? Really? I hadn't figured that one out yet. But then again, I have a severe 
what would be the right word dislike for anything American Idol. Because as an old musician, coming up, you had to work your ass off. You had to play little dive bars for virtually no money. You didn't get the golden ticket handed to you from doing karaoke on a television show. So, but we will see how that shakes out. Um, serious question. Very serious. If you, for instance, everybody seems to think champies or Guthrie's has the best chicken fingers. But if you can't go out and eat or you can't get them to go, you've got some in your freezer at home. And you're given the choice when you go to the grocery store, Purdue or Tyson, which one are you going to get? I've tried them both. And I know this is real important stuff. This is really important stuff that we need to be discussing tonight. Tyson is my go-to. I mean, I get their southern fried chicken tenderloins. And that is every bit as good as going to Champy's or Guthrie's or anybody else that does chicken tenders. Kind of weird calling them chicken fingers. Because if it was a chicken finger, it wouldn't be but about like that, you know. Do chickens even have fingers? Reminds me of the time I applied for a job at Mayfield's. My buddy and I went over there. First thing in the morning, we were both hung over. And... I should have known I wasn't going to get the job. I'd never hear back from them because during the quick little interview, after you fill out your application, I told the personnel clerk at Mayfield, I said, it would be an utter delight to work here. Is there any reason I didn't get the job? Maybe I shouldn't have applied for it hungover. Maybe I was still hammered. Yeah. But hands down, try the Tyson. You can get it at Walmart Neighborhood Market. Uh, I don't know if Food City has it. A big kudos to Food City. I went in there and picked up a few items the other day. And hot damn, the price of their milk has come down. It is competitive with Walmart now. So that's good for me because I am becoming more and more not a fan of Walmart. Yeah, they did, Alan. They told me to move on. But it would have been an utter delight to work at Mayfield Dairy. But uh, Food City has lowered some of their prices on staples and all of that, which is good. Hats off to them. And... I have been known to stop and run in there to the hot bar just to get my dinner. 
Because when you live alone, what is the real point in cooking a whole bunch of crap? Right? Does that make any sense? Uh, and she's not joined us yet tonight, and she may not, but a big congrats to one of our regular listeners, Tina, who's gotten all of her testing out of the way, and now she is a qualified special ed teacher, which we need a lot of. A lot of them. And let's just hope her and the Kleins and everybody else has a great school year. A because this afternoon, a prediction, and I need to calm down for this one. Where's Ed McMahon when I need him? A very startling prediction from the CDC, Center for Disease Control. They are fully expecting over the next three weeks to have more than 20,000 people die from COVID. That's the way the numbers are starting to look. That in the next three weeks, there will be more than 20. Hi, Diane. More than 20,000 more people die from COVID. We're over 150,000 now, and I check the numbers the maximum number of flu deaths for this season is 62,000. So it ain't just the flu. That is, that is a scary, scary prediction. Uh, this afternoon, Rob Manfred, commissioner of Major League Baseball, has issued a warning to the Major League Baseball Players Association because apparently they were the ones left in charge of all the protocols for coronavirus and the return of baseball. And he has warned them, you these numbers either come under control or we're going to stop the season. That's kind of what I was afraid was going to happen. Now, part of it, are the Miami Marlins, who prior to the official start of the season played two exhibition games in Atlanta. And guess what they did? Guess where they went? Strip bar in Atlanta. one of the hot spots of America, Atlanta, Georgia, they decide to go to strip club. Bingo! Everybody, for all practical purposes, 75% of the Miami Marlins have tested positive. So, perhaps they Major League Baseball should have done what the NBA did. Now, NBA is all clustered in Orlando. And they got off 
last night, started playing, and there's been absolutely no, no positive test in, what, the three weeks that the NBA has been basically sequestered in Orlando. And perhaps one of the original thoughts of Major League Baseball should have been, let's set up hub cities, just like the NBA's done. Hub cities, and you're in a bubble. Perhaps that's what Major League Baseball should have done. Because, it, like, I agree, Alan, if Major League Baseball makes it two more weeks, there's your season. I mean, my God. Has Der- does Derek Jeter not have any control over the Marlins? The worst thing they could have done was to go to the booby trap or whatever strip club they went to in Atlanta. Now, that could have cost the entire baseball season. I got a very concerning tweet from a dear friend whose son plays high school football and who has someone in the band also. And, okay, they're going to play football. But that school is going to go by the Tennessee, the TSSAA edict of discouraging concession stands, which are run by the band boosters, and they're not going to have concession stands. So, oh, big kahuna. Tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, find him on Facebook. Dwayne Gass, primo stuff. Primo stuff. So, you know, there's going to be money. People are going to be hurting for money. And now, with the announcement by the SEC, conference games only, the ACC Conference games only, and you can add one out-of-conference game against someone in your state. And Notre Dame is eligible for the ACC championship. And if you'll go back, it was about a month ago, and we talked about the pending financial disaster that's going to happen in college football for the non-Power 5 teams and the FCS teams, the teams like Chattanooga. Just in the SEC alone, with them saying 10-game conference only, that's it. Close to $30 million will be lost to those FBS and FCS teams that were going to play SEC teams. $30 million.
And I talked to a former Chattanooga mock today. Now, they're not going to allow you to bring in food, Dwayne, is my understanding. And the way I understand the TSSAA and GHSA, you're going to have a temperature check before you come in the gate. So, that's a lot of money to be left by the high schools. But as I was saying, I talked to a former Chattanooga mock today. And he's worried that the FBS teams, the teams like in Conference USA, the American Athletic Conference, that's the UCFs, the largest college in America. No, they're second now behind the University of Arizona. Think about this. When I lived in Orlando, Florida, UCF was no bigger than what Chattanooga is now. Now there are close to 70,000 students at the University of Central Florida. That's a lot of kids. And when it comes to the higher levels of college football, I always root for UCF because that that's a great college. It's a great university. But the teams in the Conference USA's, the and the AAC and those kind of conferences, the Sun Belt with App State and Georgia Southern. I mean, App State was scheduled to get paid over a million dollars to go to Wisconsin this year, and that game's out because the Big Ten's only playing conference games. The teams like North Dakota State, they're going to survive because they run sellout crowds every game. The, Monta the Montanans will survive. The James Madisons. It's the teams in the Southern Conference. And the other conferences in the FCS that it really worries me. Because the Southern Conference teams, they depend on those big paydays. They depend on those. And yeah, the mocks this year were are scheduled to play Western Kentucky. And it's not that big a payday, all things considered. Because typically, when Chattanooga plays one of the big boys, it's an Alabama or an Auburn or a Tennessee, where they're going to get a half a million dollars. So they're only going to get $350,000 for playing Western Kentucky. But that's $350,000. And if home attendance is limited, 
if home attendance is limited, that $350,000 means a lot. Now, there are conflicting rumors out there that the Southern Conference was waiting on the SEC to say what they were going to do before they make an announcement what they're going to do. So it would not surprise me in the least if the Southern Conference does not go conference only. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. Which would scrap the opener at Western Kentucky. And they've got it. Yeah. And that that's a story for a different day, Dwayne. I mean, teams like Chattanooga, schools like Chattanooga need big donors. Don't give all your money to Knoxville. Don't give all your money to Tuscaloosa. We've got a team here. And that is how UCF sold themselves. That's why they have sellout crowds all the time. They built a brand new stadium, sell out crowds every game because of all the people that move into Orlando, they took the campaign. Your new hometown team. Chattanooga is your hometown football team. It's your hometown basketball team, wrestling, tennis, golf, softball. Show them some love. It's like, and I've said it a million times, nothing pisses me off more in this world than somebody who will text me, hey, can you get me some free tickets for the Mox game? And then they'll get on social media and, you know, go whoopty shit. I got tickets to go see Tennessee and I only had to pay a hundred dollars a piece for them. If you're going to drop a hundred damn dollars to go see the Vols, you can drop the cost of a ticket to see the mocks and not ask me for freebies. Don't ask me for free mocks tickets if you're going to wait, if you're going to spend a hundred dollars to go see the Clorox Orange, or you're going to go down to Tuscaloosa to see the Crimson Turds, or you're going to go down to Athens to see the SEC team that will never win another national championship, don't ask me for a freebie to a Mox game. I didn't want to get fired up today, but that just the thought of that burns my butt. Join the Mox Club. Make a donation to that university. Because in these times, we're going to need that money. 
The SEC is going to survive because they're going to get TV money. They're going to do those comp 10, game, 10 conference games. It's going to be on the SEC network. It's going to be on CBS. It's going to be on ESPN. It's going to be on SHIT TV, whatever. So they're going to get their television money. But teams like the Mocs and Western Carolina, eh, it really pains me to say this, East Tennessee State, they're going to be hurting for money. And you need to help them all you can. Dang it, damn, that hurt having to mention ETSU. There's just something unlikable about them, isn't there, Kahuna? And I know now because Kim's going to go tell Kip, and Kip's going to come whip my ass because Kip's an ETSU guy. But it also shows you the power of the Power Five conferences that run college football. Because you had to keep Notre Dame in the mix. Because when all is said and done, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are still the flagship of college football. They're still the flagship of college football. And they had to be in the mix somewhere. And they play a semi-ACC football schedule, as it is. So why not bring them into the conference and make them eligible for the championship? Now, here's some big news. Next week, the NCAA is going to have a meeting. And that's where it is expected that they are going to decide will there be NCAA championships conducted for fall sports, which will include FCS football. My gut tells me there won't be any. There will be no national champions crowned by the NCAA in any fall sports. And that includes FCS football. Because remember this, the bowl games and the college football playoffs are not part of the NCAA. So they can do whatever the hell they want to do. But the fall sports that are recognized by the NCAA probably are not going to be any championships conducted. So what that means, well, does that mean North Dakota State gets passed this year? Let's see. I did not know you were in the pep bandit, Chattanooga, Kim. That's got to be a divided household. You're a mock and he's a buccaneer. And God rest his soul, Stump Martin had the best, and I cannot repeat it here. The best line about Buccaneers. And it's going to be strange. But, Dwayne, this is the Irish. 
Realistically, Notre Dame is the only college football team with a national fan base. Now, albeit they just lost their biggest fan of them all, Regis Philbin. But I know one who is an avid mock supporter, who is an avid Tennessee supporter. But he is also Golden Domer through and through. So that shows the power because they, the ACC knows Notre Dame draws eyeballs on television. More money. So, oh, I know, I know. I'm surprised that Kip has not changed the Ridgeland colors to blue and gold. But that's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out when the NCAA does have that meeting because I just, my gut tells me, they're not going to conduct any fall championships. Now, what will that mean as far as eligibility for those athletes? Because when they killed the winter and spring sports, they gave an extra year of eligibility to those senior athletes. Now, that would not, that would not be a bad idea, Coach Merzbacher. That wouldn't be a bad idea at all. That would be a great idea. And have it here. Have it at Finley. Have it to have it at Finley. Now here's going to be the question. If they did something like that, and they have it at Finley, and let's just say it's the Southern Conference tournament yeah i would have to be neutral been there done that i have done a boatload of southern conference softball championships and i'm trying to think what the lady's name is at the southern conference office The very first Southern Conference tournament I worked, and this was whew, almost two decades ago. And I can't think of what the lady's name is. Ted Gummit, she's been at Southern Conference office forever and ever. And she reminded me, even though Chattanooga, you are the announcer for the mocks. They're playing in this game. You have to be neutral. So I would have to be neutral if it were a Southern Conference event. But I can do it. I can do it. I'll never forget the night. State semifinals at Ridgeland High School and the GHSA representative at the game came to the press box and said... You will show no favoritism or you will be ejected from the facility, escorted out, and we will go the rest of the way with no public address announcer. So we know the GHSA is serious and the Southern Conference is serious, 
but I can pull it off. I can sound as uh, I can sound so neutral. So I I like Chuck's idea. Somebody needs to go to talk to Mark Wharton right now, and he needs to be pushing for that. That's what needs to happen. If SoCon goes conference only, play conference games during the season, seed everybody, and then a tournament. Oh, hell yeah. I'm in. Hmm. I wonder if I should text Jay Blackman with that idea. But that, and that's just, here's a random tangent. That shows how much that university means to me because every time I've been hospitalized, usually one of the first texts I will receive is from Jay Blackman or somebody else in the athletic sports information office, uh, Owen Seaton, when he was Mox Vision. So that's why I consider the Mox my family and always will. Didn't go to school there. Don't have a degree from there. But I feel like I did. Now, it's against the law to say it's called stolen valor. If you pretend to be a veteran, you think I'd get in a lot of trouble if I said I went to the to UTC? I did go to UTC. I go to the arena. Wonder if that would work. Nah, better not. I respect them too much down there. Now, before we wrap it up tonight, and I told you, um, if you've got showtime, is anybody out there who enjoyed the Go-Go's as much as I did? I mean, I just went ape crap when the Go-Go's came around. I thought it was cool. And the Go-Go's gave us the bangles and all that crap. Walked like an Egyptian. But tonight at 9 o'clock on Showtime, it's a documentary about the Go-Go's. And I've seen some snippets of it. And I've got to watch it because it's stuff I didn't know. Now, I knew they were party girls. I mean, big time. Thanks, Dwayne. I'm getting ready to wrap it up. We'll watch you tomorrow night, uh, 10 o'clock. Facebook Live, the Big Kahuna, a Chattanooga institution. And that's fact. Um, but it, I did learn the Kogos didn't even know how to play their instruments. So this is going to be a fun documentary to watch. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to wrap it up and get out of here. It has been a long, long week.
I've got a couple of people under consideration for the POS list. Thanks to everybody for tuning in tonight. We will be back tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Don't forget, my son is busy, busy, busy. That's right, Chuck. Go Mox. Trying to get caught up and getting these podcasts uploaded to all the podcast platforms. I think Anchor is up to date, and then that will spread it out. So if you miss anything, or you can go back and watch prior episodes on YouTube or right here. But until tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, folks, I am out of here. Good night, Kim. Happy birthday again to Kip. Remember, in these days and times, be kind to each other.